0: adventures i'm tom and i'm zach we're here to talk about episode three of superman and lois the perks of not being a wallflower but first we'll get into some news some big news for the show go good news or bad news first
1: let's go bad news first (laughs) okay
0: uh well superman and lois is going to have a seven week hiatus after episode five so two more after this seven weeks off episodes four and five will be march 16th and 23rd as scheduled then there's a seven week break, so it'll come back May 18th in the normal Tuesdays at nine eight
1: Central time slot. Yeah, this obviously this is unfortunate, but it's unavoidable. Think we knew things like this might happen going into trying to go back into shooting TV while COVID uh, was still going on. So this is something that we had to prepare ourselves for, but obviously you didn't want it to ha- happen. Um, and it does kind of stink because it really is. I think finding its legs and getting into a really good rhythm and they still got a couple more episodes to to tell a a little bit more story, but it will stink to have that, that big of a break in between.
0: Yeah. The CW always has weird scheduling. I mean, it it seems weird to us, but they have a reason they've got X number of episodes. They don't have the same number of weeks. So they're going to take breaks anyway. uh, And they try to put those episodes out when it's best to them. This, it seems like um, they say it's quote due to a COVID related production interruption earlier this season. I don't know what that means if you haven't heard of production shutting down. Yeah. I don't Unless they're talking about the general delay before the season. This isn't surprising since I think they're on episode six or seven right now filming. And so you're just running out of time. It takes longer to film an episode, not even counting post-production and effects work and editing and scoring and all that. It takes longer to do an episode than the seven days that they air in between. Yeah. So this was going to have to happen at some point. I'm guessing they've the CW has known about this for a while, but they just kind of have to start, they've got so many shows, they just have to start putting episodes out there. So they have to take a break because they wouldn't, they'd run out of episodes pretty soon. And this allows them, I mean, I wish they would have started the show later as much as I like seeing it so far, but they have to take a break at some point And this allows them to get a few episodes out. Then they're going to air other shows in between there, you know, some of their mid season shows and all that before they come back in May. So it's a bummer, but it kind of happens and I would guess ratings would drop yeah. when it by the time the show comes back but on the flip side if it keeps getting great buzz maybe audience picks up and people finding it on streaming and can binge the first 5 episodes and be ready to go by May.
1: Yeah, and that's the only thing I'm worried about like you said is it's possibly more casual people dropping off because they go almost 2 months without seeing an episode and they they forget about it and, and don't get back into it but obviously for people like us who are going to watch it no matter what and really are looking forward to it it does give them some more time to polish the episodes more um to take a little bit extra time when they're doing things so hopefully the finished product is all that much better just because of that um but yeah this i am a little concerned that people might drop off and then not not come back to it but uh from what it's doing so far i i think they're gonna they're gonna be okay
0: if the quality keeps up, I think people will find it. I mean, it's already been renewed for season 2. It's not like a huge thing. I don't think this is optimal to have a 7-week break after 5 episodes, but it's just part of the reality of the pandemic and everything. So this would put the finale July 20th at the earliest if there's 15 episodes.
1: Yeah, and we've been I've been asking to have some CW shows in the summer and so especially these superhero shows so that that would mean that this is that's pretty far into the summer to have this show keep going and assuming that there is no more delays which there very possibly could be um it could end up going even longer but yeah at least july 20th
0: yeah and then you wonder how soon before they get back till the next season and all that but i guess that's what they're all stuff for later we will find out in some other news decider had this first all season one episodes of supernail lewis will air extended cuts This started with episode two, like we talked about, and this is from the article, quote, and a first for the network starting with episode two and for the remainder of the season, each episode of Superman and Lois will hit CWTV.com and the CW app with additional footage or
1: scenes. Yeah, and so from so far, it seems like not a ton is left out, just maybe a minute or two uh, for the two episodes that have had extended cuts so far. Um, But yeah, this is nice. This is some of the freedom you get from owning your streaming platform and Getting, putting it out on streaming where uh, you don't have to fit exactly within the commercial breaks and everything. So I, I'm glad that they're doing this. there isn't really a reason not to and it just gives some more incentive for people to come to their platform and watch it there.
0: Yeah, they're definitely a reminder how little important live viewers and yeah. all of that has here. Uh, I think they're just gonna make these episodes the best they can and whatever that time limit is and then they'll have the 42 minute episodes on the show um because the cw still needs to run their commercials to make money for what they put on the tv uh so that's great i think it gives them a little bit more freedom it stinks for the people watching it live or dvr who that's maybe the only way they can watch it or what they know Uh, hopefully they don't miss anything too important but this show will ideally live on for much longer than just the broadcast version and these broadcast versions are probably going to be only seen if you watch them live or on your dvr because the extended episodes are what's available not only on the cw's website but if you purchase the season pass i would assume these would be the ones on the blu-rays and dvds i would guess the broadcast version will never be seen again
1: besides that night yeah i i assume as well i don't see any reason why they would wouldn't put the extended cuts on all other forms of media that they can um but the things that are missing from it I guess there was that one scene from the last episode, Samuel Lane, that was pretty consequential, but I'm guessing they'll come back to that. But I don't think you're going to miss anything really huge that is going to completely change the way you view a character or the season as a whole. So the people watching it live are still going to get, you know, 99% of the exact same story that people watching it later are. And also um, all season one episodes, the extended versions, are going to be free to stream on the CW's website and app until... 30 days before season two so that, that's good that'll give a chance for people who to catch up or to bend to maybe hear about the show after it's done but um and then in the lead up to the second season coming out give a chance to re-watch all those episodes again so that's mm-hmm. nice
0: yeah and presumably at that time it'll go to hbo max yeah uh and be streaming on there but that's a cool thing the cw started doing for new shows last year and i think that's really cool so you can 10 episodes in you can say sure let's start from the beginning or tell a friend about it watch them all
1: yeah so that's when i'm uh trying to convince f- friends and family to to watch the show i can keep hammering them and telling them to go watch it up until 30 days before the next season starts so that just spreads out my window of uh harassing my friends and colleagues there you go always good to be a harasser i don't think
0: yeah. that's right <laughs> i don't think that's good i don't think that's a good uh, statement. Uh, And some numbers from the pilot, 3.25 million overall viewers, 0.76 rating in the live plus seven. Uh, It's the CW's best episode in the 18 to 49 demographic this year. Those are pretty big numbers. Live numbers have gone down way far in recent years, uh, especially since the pandemic. But even with the CW before that, they've dropped massively each year. So this is big. Um, It's small compared to something like The Flash, which is six and a half years ago now. It had almost 5 million viewers. First first episode. But Superman and Lois is crushing it on streaming the most streamed series premiere in the CW's history.
1: I it does make me wonder. I I don't see this happening for like Superman and Lois. It's too big of a show for them not to show it live over the air, but eventually I, I bet they're gonna start making some web exclusive like entire TV shows that are web exclusive. I, I don't see why they wouldn't if they keep having this kind of success. So I wonder if somewhere down the road we could have a spin-off of the show that is web only uh, but that's just pure speculation
0: yeah well that's an interesting thought uh, but obviously they're more and more pushing the streaming yeah let's get into that actual episode now episode three the perks of not being
1: a wallflower uh so clark shares some of his kryptonian history with jordan and jonathan uh during a family breakfast and meanwhile lois and chrissy dig deeper to uncover the truth about Morgan. that's very, <laughs> that's very detailed yeah very detailed official synopsis there yeah not a whole lot that there's a lot more that happens in the episode than that Um, But yeah, it was directed by Gregory Smith and written by Brent Fletcher. What did you think of this one? I really like this one. I I know we're only three episodes in, but I I think this is my favorite episode so far. I I think I might even like it more than the pilot. There's definitely things in the pilot that were amazing and that I probably liked by themselves more. But as a whole package and one story, I think this, uh, this is my favorite so far.
0: That's a good point. I love this one. I thought it was great from start to finish, and I can't really. I I struggle comparing regular episodes to pilots because they're so important and do all the big stuff. So I I can't do that. I still love the pilot, but this was great, and it's kind of seems like the show is settling in now. There was a lot of moving pieces and setting things up the first two episodes and getting everybody in position, and this was just great. Definitely heavier on the teen stuff, but Mm -hmm. I thought that was all well done. Um, a little
1: bit smaller role, especially for like uh, in parts of it, but a really a really great one. Yeah, and this this is definitely an episode where I think Lois hit her stride, and we got to see her really in action for for most of the episode, and really um, you know using her investigative journalism chops to to do some really important work. So it it was really great to see her like that and to take charge um, and be really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you said, mostly heavy on the teens and. Lois's episode, not as much for, for Clark Superman to do.
0: All right, well, let's get into the scenes.
1: Yeah, so I, I took a ton of notes on this episode, because like I said, this this one was great. It was really jam-packed, but it didn't feel like overfilled. Uh, everything seemed like it had enough time to breathe, so bear with me as I, I go through all of my, my favorite moments here. <laughs> Starting off, it's it was fun painting the house. They get into a, a paint fight. Uh, it was cool to see them having just a normal family moment to Although, I don't know how much... I've never gotten into a paint fight. It seems like a bad idea, but I know I see it in movies and TV, so it must be something that people do. Was there carpet in that room? Probably not, but still. It like... had
0: to be carpet. and that, I don't know, <laughs> but that would just be horrible. But I get what you mean. I loved everything about this opening. Really fun. They've been through some heavy stuff so far in this series, and this was really fun to see them having a good time. And doing that, everything about it, and then Clark zipping off to China. You know, we're seeing him as a hero of the world. I thought was really cool and a fun rescue. I I loved everything about this opening.
1: Yeah, it was great. And it was really cool too. like the tiny little moments uh, spread out throughout this episode that you might miss. And I I think I only caught on the second watch through is when he speeds off to China, Lois says, you know, you might as well do it now. You know that he's Superman. We don't need to hide it. And then turns around and slaps him with paint like she's not concerned. (laughs) She knows that he has gone. he's, got, he's got done this. this so many times. He's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she has a lot of faith in Superman. Yeah. It was cool just to see that that confidence just from that that little part. But yeah, the the person I watch this episode with uh she she's pretty casual. She doesn't like know a ton about it, but she's like so how does he just know like when he's listening to everything, can he hear everything? How does he know where to go or when it's time to leave? Which is really awesome because that was exactly the point that gets raised right after this, and they know that that's a question the audience is asking. So it was nice to see them address that and use that as a plot point for the whole episode.
0: Yeah, that was that was really cool how they jumped right into that. Clark's a little pretentious with the way he explains his powers. Oh yeah, I don't, I don't know what he was saying about. Uh, <laughs> I hear the sound vibration frequencies yada yada like the ocular release of energy he said yeah. last week um but no i get i get that that
1: was that was fun and having the family breakfast with explaining powers is really cool yeah i like that and there was one more thing from him going to china too he he holds the bridge up with one hand and realizes he only needs one hand to do it which and the like look of surprise on his face that was a fun little moment too
0: no no he he caught his he still had pain on the other hand that's what his surprise oh, was
1: oh god <laughs> I miss that. Okay. <laughs> he, he,
0: he was waving to the guy in the boat and then he realized he had paint
1: on his hand. Even better. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: I don't think he was surprised by that.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. But yeah, the, the conversation he's having with the kids about how they need to be careful hiding their powers and how, how his dad had, it was pretty strict about it, but it ended up giving him a better life. And it's nice to hear those influences that Jonathan Kent had on him and him reflecting on it now that he's an older clark older superman reflecting on how those some of those hard decisions actually helped him in the long run i can listen to clark talk about mom pocket all day yeah gets old to me
0: (laughs) uh
1: and then we see kyle and lana pick up sarah from therapy and so this is a storyline that kind of got introduced in the last episode but it's going to be something going forward the, the mental health issues that sarah has gone through and then the kind of like shakiness of her family and trying to hold things together kyle and lana are obviously not on great terms
0: yeah lana's trying to keep this facade up for Mm -hmm. her family as the perfect small town family and everything's right and she's embarrassed that her daughter is going to therapy or or wouldn't know how to explain it to people or whatever is going on there um but really interesting dynamics in the cushing family yeah
1: Uh, then we see clark fixing things on the farm picking up a tractor with one hand to see that's leaking oil Uh, but while he's doing that he kind of just opens up all of his listening and then zeroes in on Jordan being in trouble at school, he's going to get into a fight and probably use his powers, so he shows up and is the dorky dad in the middle of the <laughs> of the school <laughs> talking about how, oh, it's basically the same.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, another really cool scene, I thought it was... I know somebody who whined about last week's episode wanting to see Superman do more stuff, <laughs> so opening with uh, Superman saving the day, and then we see him, he is uh, still paying attention to the world. I thought that was really nice to see, and how he sort of goes through all the noises something makes him laugh and all that all that kind of thing
1: until he picks up on jordan yeah but even in that scene too like jonathan is trying to diffuse the situation and help jordan and there's a ton of things in this episode i think jonathan i i really liked his character in this episode a lot and he does so much to support jordan it it does make me wonder like is that eventually going to break down is there going to be mm-hmm. some like straw that's going to break the camel's back that he's just going to not put up with it? Because he has put up with a whole lot of stuff and still is very supportive of Jordan. But it's it's awesome to see that relationship. Yeah, he's, I like John more every episode.
0: Uh, we see him being the protective brother. I, I even caught it on Second Watch. He mentions, do you need the clicker from dad that uh, when Jordan's having that trouble there? And he's always looking out for him. And he's also great at... Providing some comedy to the show, just uh, Jordan Elsass's delivery of subtle things later in the episode are some of the best comedy the show
1: has. Yeah. So after Clark shows up, the boys are obviously upset that he's been spying on them and he doesn't really handle it well when he's trying to explain like, oh, I don't listen all the time. (laughs) So that they're (laughs) upset for good reason, probably. And that is a, a
0: tricky thing with Superman. How much of he's we know he's not doing it for nefarious means or to be nosy but where when is it
1: dangerous to be trying to protect people versus you're just kind of uh invading their privacy yeah that's definitely a fine line to walk and especially now that he's a dad that's he's gonna have to figure out how to to balance that out with protecting his kids but also giving them freedom and that's a normal thing that parents have to deal with and they just have to throw in all of the superpowers and unknown superpowers for jordan on top of that Uh, So, but Lois comes home and she's had a hard day because nobody wants to talk to her because she's not from Smallville. She's trying to dig more into the reverse mortgages and uh, Morgan Edge and all the things that he's been up to. Do you think
0: Clark should have offered to help with the investigation here? Because he he is someone with 15 plus years experience as a reporter, is known at least a little bit in Smallville. I guess he's been out of town for a while, so maybe he'll run into the same problems. Uh, But do you think maybe he should have offered to uh, help with the with some of the local people in the investigation? Or I I can see the you know, we want to see Lois get to do that on her own. But maybe for this story, Clark could have helped.
1: Yeah, it it does. This scene does beg the question of like, yeah, if Clark knows these people, he's been here before. Why does he not just introduce her to people and say like, hey, this is my wife. She's fine. Like. You know me. You trust me. You trust my mom. Look at how much she did uh, for this community. Here is another person who is fine that you can trust. Yeah, it, it is a little interesting that he doesn't doesn't do that, but at the same time, Lois is so independent, and she's going to do it her own way, anyways. Um, it does somewhat make sense that maybe he knows by now. He's been he's been married to her long enough. He knows when when to offer his help and when not to. Oh, sure, sure. I I, I meant more of Clark
0: actually investigating, not necessarily telling people to yeah. tell other secrets <laughs> to lois but maybe him doing the investigating himself uh, i still hope that's something they touch on in the future
1: yeah well he is he's a little busy lifting tractors on the on the farm uh so then lois and clark keep talking and they remember when lois got mad at him for listening to her so it's a very similar situation to what he just got into it with the boys and how he had to buy her a whole bunch of flowers and then promise not to listen to her anymore so He does the same for the boys, minus the flowers. I like how this show touches in on Lois and Clark at least a couple
0: times. Mm -hmm. Each episode, usually on the porch, usually drinking an entire bottle of wine. Uh, I I hope to see them maybe get a full episode or two together down the line, but I do like how, so far, they always check in with those two together.
1: Yeah, it would be awesome to see them. It it does come back to what you were talking about. It would be really cool to see Clark and Lois... Use their journalism skills together to do something. So I, I'm, I'm sure we'll get to see that at some point. Yeah, but this is
0: yeah, it shows you how serious Lois took that, and again, it goes back to the earlier conversation of privacy versus protection and all that.
1: Hmm. I think the first time I watched this, I was a little, I was upset, but I was a little dubious about how quickly the boys got over it and how easily <laughs> they accepted that Clark was not going to do it. But then I, on thinking about it more, I think it just goes to show how good of a dad. Clark is that they trust him that much that when he says he's gonna stop listening to him, he really means that and they know that him saying that is the truth. So I think I think you could look at it either way and I i look at it the second way. yeah I
0: yeah I actually really liked that how they were cool with it for the most part right away because maybe it was wrong with Clark but they know it wasn't for the wrong reasons and he makes he, you know he's been a busy guy in their childhood but when he I get the feeling even with that when he makes promises, he will be there or he will deliver on that even if he's busy doing
1: Superman thing. Exactly. Uh, So last week we learned about new Carthage. That was another town where Morgan edge came in similar to what he wants to do smallville and things didn't turn out. Okay. But nobody knows the specifics. So that's what Lois has been investigating. And Sharon Powell from new Carthage shows up at the paper and wants to help take Morgan edge down because her son got into business with edge and then disappeared after he, called her and left a message about the deal not being what he thought it was so obviously some some shady things going on and you can trust or not trust this sharon powell but uh lois wants to investigate further
0: yeah sharon powell played by jill teed who was maggie sawyer back on smallville Mm -hmm. um this is interesting uh the next few parts with chrissy and lois uh, because lois's evidence on morgan edge is pretty flimsy so far and it could come off as a personal vendetta of somebody who purchased the Daily Planet, fired her husband, forced rewrote her paper, and forced her to quit. Um, there's not a lot solid for her to go on to so far. If, I mean, we know there's more to it,
1: and Lois is going to get her day. But so far, it does seem a little flimsy. Yeah, and it, it is interesting to see kind of that back and forth between her and Chrissy and her pushing back a little bit. Even though Lois is this absolute world-famous journalist probably the most famous journalist um, and this it's just some small town newspaper editor it's good to see her standing up for herself um, and we we got a little bit more of Chrissy Peppo in this episode and I I still I really like this character so far mm-hmm. oh yeah and
0: she's got a point even if Lois delivers the greatest article on Morgan Edge but it takes four months that doesn't really help the Smallville Gazette right that has <laughs> two people working on it uh, and need to put out a paper every day or however frequently they
1: publish yeah Uh, but while this is going on there's somebody shady in a car taking pictures of him spying on the smallville gazette but that's we'll catch up with him later yeah i'm just like you can't keep your windows open no
0: (laughs) too much spy stuff going
1: on here although it is it's kind of that trope of just like somebody is taking pictures of someone so now they know everything but really (laughs) he's just outside the window and he just sees two people talking in there so Anyway,
0: Suspiciously talking.
1: Right. Um, so we get back to the school and Sarah breaks up with her boyfriend and then quits the cheerleading squad that her mom runs. So she's making some big life decisions in this episode. Uh, but Jordan overhears her breaking up with her boyfriend. That's the important part. And then yeah. he, he uh, joins the football team and destroys people. <laughs> he He's not having too much trouble with uh, knocking people over.
0: Yeah. This episode has a lot of similarities to episode three of Smallville, where... Clark joined the football team, to Jonathan's dismay, and gave a very... Tyler Heckland's look was very John Schneider-esque when he saw the football practice later. And that episode, Lana also quit the cheerleading team because she was looking for something else. So I don't know if that's intentional or just a coincidence there, but I thought that was interesting how they did it so far. Um, I'm a, I'm a, how do you, What do you think about Jordan being the football team?
1: I, I think I... I kind of followed the arc of this episode was basically my thought process. I thought it was a terrible idea at first and I was going to hope that they could convince him not to be on the team. And I thought it was irresponsible of him to play on the team with powers. Uh, But then seeing how much it actually means to him and like how it's bringing him out of his shell and giving him friends, I can understand why they're going to let him play. I still think something bad is probably going to happen. His powers are going to like, fluctuate and then go crazy at some point or something like that and he's going to do something on the field that is basically unexplainable and they might get into trouble with that yeah i, I think so too i am r- uh, really for both the boys
0: because i mean jonathan's just as likely to cause trouble at some point as yeah. Jordan. you would think so <laughs> I, I mostly think about the other kids on the team and the kids they play against yeah it's not really fair to them to be taking a, a kryptonian half kryptonian um but it's also you could say it's not fair to jordan not to play also so i get where they're coming from but yeah i think it's very dangerous and i'm surprised clark
1: ultimately was convinced to let him play yeah i think it was a really hard decision for clark and i i don't know it's i think there's just uh, just from the couple episodes we've seen so far just the relationship that is so kind of shaky with jordan especially right now i don't think i think if this might have been the nail in the coffin to just completely close off that relationship if he forbid him from doing this one thing that is finally getting him friends and happiness yeah, um, yeah, that's fair. Uh, so I, th- I think there's obviously a lot more
0: coming for this. We'll see how that goes. Um, coach Gaines, not a good football coach. <laughs> I, that's all I have to say about no. that. I think he's uh, funny, making... but
1: he's—I would not want him to be my coach. No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he hazed Jonathan last week, and now he makes him run. Well, he puts on—he puts Jordan in at quarterback, cornerback. His first four seconds out at practice, even though the kid probably doesn't know what a backpedal is, and. Then he makes Jonathan for not putting his brother who had never played an organized sport on the football team. That's that seems questionable uh, coaching decisions there.
1: Yeah, I don't know how how motivational that is. Also, you don't need you don't need to know how to backpedal if you just sack the quarterback every single time. I guess not really the cornerback's job, but um, all right. Yeah, let's well, not turn into a football podcast. Um, so I, know, I would have too many thoughts on on this <laughs> this football team. Also, a good choice of music. I I like the music in this episode, and there's some nice music going on during this little montage. I didn't recognize it, but it was a fun. It was it's like fun with a little bit of scary. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Lana and Sarah then get into a big fight at the diner in front of the boys, um, and we basically get the whole Cushing history out in the open everything that's wrong with them that they're sleeping in different beds there's fighting uh sarah is in therapy the youngest daughter is a monster and everybody (laughs) kind of seems to know that and (laughs) agrees with that
0: (laughs) that's my that's my favorite part we've seen sophie like painting toenails and in the extended cut, she was, like, on her phone at dinner, but this little girl is just
1: an absolute monster. She <laughs> right. seems like the sweetest
0: thing. Uh, but, no, she is an absolute monster
1: and a terrible child, apparently. Maybe we'll see some more to back that up, but I, I don't know her well enough to, the, to to make that sort of judgment. <laughs> we haven't seen her speak since the
0: pilot, yeah. but she, just know she's an absolute monster Yeah, a terrible child.
1: Uh, so, yeah, but we're getting more of that family dynamic of the, the Cushings, and I I think I'm liking it more than I thought I would. I I thought it would just be a distraction from seeing uh, Lois and Clark and the boys and everything that they have to deal with. But it is, I am enjoying getting to know their family more.
0: No, I thought it was excellent in this episode. Lana's trying to hold the family together. Whatever's going on, you know, there's certainly more to come that we don't know about this yet. But uh, skipping ahead to the the other side of this, the Sarah and Lana conversation, I thought was just fantastic in Sarah's bedroom, uh, the way they kind of let everything out there and came together i thought that was just a terrific terrific scene
1: oh yeah um but clark shows up at the diner after after the fight and jordan hides the fact that he's playing football from him which i mean come on dude how long is that going to last <laughs> but at least buys him a little bit of time
0: especially clark's picking him up
1: after practice i don't right i don't know how that works there yeah Uh, And then we see Lois and Chrissy again, and they argue about whether they can trust the woman who came in to talk about And that's kind of what we were touching on earlier, that Chrissy pushing back a little bit on Lois's instincts and wanting to run off and uh, investigate for a really long time. Uh, But then somebody blew up Lois's car outside the office. So she's convinced it was Edge and tells Kyle Cushing. So maybe doesn't have evidence for that, but I think it maybe convinces Chrissy that they're they're onto something.
0: Yeah, not the first time somebody's blown up Lois's car. But again, she comes off. Oh, it was was Morgan Edge yeah right (laughs) she seems like extreme to the people of smallville including especially kyle so far
1: but this does lead into lois doubting herself a little bit she she considers putting down the edge story because she's like maybe i I really shouldn't do this and i she even acknowledges the fact that she doesn't have evidence and that she shouldn't have come right out and said it was him to to kyle cushing um but clark supports her and kind of convinces her or, or tells her to keep going and uh she takes that advice Uh, i think clark drops off some papers to lana and she opens up about some of the troubles her family's been having so about three or four times we get to hear about how things are not great in the cushing family so if you maybe had to walk away and get a snack or something during this i I don't (laughs) i don't think you could come away with this episode not knowing that and there's multiple chances for you to figure that out
0: that that is a real good point i guess it is redundant but it didn't watching this twice it didn't seem like they were oh no (laughs) redundant i thought it was all handled well and seeing it um was uh was well done.
1: Yeah, and it does make sense too because things are kind of. It, it seems like things have been at a head for a little bit, but they're kind of unraveling now with Sarah quitting the cheerleading squad and kind of blowing up at her mom. So it, it makes sense that Lana is kind of just opening up about all the things that she's been hiding to basically everybody she sees. But this is when she just happens to drop about uh, the fact that Jordan's been playing football. So Clark is obviously kind of blindsided by that and is going to go uh, check that out. Yeah, and and this then is where we see the. The football practice um yeah. where jordan
0: destroys sean uh like projectiles him <laughs> up into the air uh i don't i don't i think he's being a little irresponsible still with yeah. his powers but i did think that was a cool how he apologized for back in the pilot what he did i thought it was cool that he owned up to that and hopefully maybe him and sean can move forward you know it's maybe not friends but at least not beating each other up
1: yeah and it is nice to see some some growth like that from Jordan. Um, and again, it is happening in the context of football. So it, this will go into the conversation later about sh- the, the positive effects that football is having on his life. Um, but obviously Clark's not too happy about it and they, they fight about football and it, it blows up and keeps getting worse. And Jordan eventually says, I just wish you weren't around anymore like you used to be. Not a great thing to hear from your son, <laughs> I would imagine. Probably not. Uh, but Lois goes to New Carthage to investigate more missing people I think they said there's three extra people missing. I don't know. But she's going to go use her investigative skills, and she needs to take Clark's truck because she doesn't have a car anymore. (laughs) To the ultimate shady motel. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Every TV (laughs) or movie. (laughs) I did like the lightheartedness of, are you going to bring the truck back? And she says (laughs) 50-50. Again, this is one of those things you could take maybe two ways. Like, obviously, it's a serious thing that someone blew up her car but they've been doing this long enough i think they know how to stay safe and they're they're confident in their abilities to stay safe yeah except for going in that hotel the the sketchy hotel of genius yes Uh, if i was lois i would
0: have that little beeper thing just in my hand as soon as i (laughs) entered that parking lot (laughs) unless she's never seen a movie
1: it is it is possible Uh, But meanwhile, Jonathan tries to convince Clark that he should let Jordan play football. He's he's making friends. He's happy for the first time. And again, this is, I thought this was going to go a different way. I thought Mm -hmm. Jonathan was going to be so jealous, like, you know, football is his thing. And Jordan is coming in here and he's better than him because he has abilities that Jonathan doesn't have. But he really surprises me with his selflessness. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Like, there's there's really no reason to do this other than the fact that he loves his brother. And it, it was really cool to see that.
0: I, I agree i thought it was another great scene by john
1: yeah. uh but meanwhile in uh hotel sketchy lois is attacked by a metahuman subject 11 they, they never call him that in the episode but that's who it is if you the uh, what's the actor's name that's who he's playing subject daniel Kidmore. yeah colossus yeah <laughs> uh, but yeah she's attacked by this giant dude and she stabs him <laughs> in the ear doesn't do anything <laughs> uh, but then she calls superman and this was this was awesome. This is the thing that I've seen. I think the most people I've the most commented thing I've seen about this episode is Superman flying in half a second after she pushes that button, fully clothed up, smashing through the wall, taking down this guy. This was this is really cool to see.
0: I'm going to assume that was a nod to George Reeves mm-hmm. and his lack of interest in anyone's door or window. <laughs> going directly through the wall. I thought it was a really cool entrance, really cool thing and a pretty
1: cool fight. Yeah, it was a good fight. Lots of kind of innovative camera work and looking special effects thing. I think it could make you dizzy if you were too close to the screen, but it, it looked it looked really cool. And it, was, it kind of reminded me of some of the things that we saw in Wonder Woman, which were some like really interesting camera work following the action that I had never seen before. And this had some of a similar vibe to me.
0: I like how they're showing off his range of powers and he's clearly an experienced fighter this superman and i liked how i like how he had this is how you can kind of have a freak of the week but also it not be because the villain of this episode even though he's not on screen is morgan Edge. this dude is just a weapon that edge has in his disposable A disposal a henchman and so it's a way to get a cool fight without um just throwing in a, a random character it connects to the overall story it's a cool fight and i think is this the first time, going back to his first appearance, that Tyler Hecklin's Superman defeated a super powered villain by himself?
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's it, quite possibly yes. <laughs> I think
0: he has lost every fight, or, or uh, it has been balanced. I mean, like maybe he beat up some Daxamites at one point <laughs> on Supergirl. Yeah, and I think he teamed up with Martian Manhunter against Metallo. But that's a team up. Uh, I think this might be the first fight he's ever won on his own
1: yeah and obviously subject 11 kind of holds his ground and he's he's beaten uh superman up but like you said it is very awesome to see the superman in his prime and then kind of get back up and take the guy down and help lois um but so lois's source is almost dead she's been bound and gagged so obviously not good and uh clark whisks her off to the hospital uh, and then we get to see that heart to heart that Lana and sarah have that we were talking about earlier and this was like you said, a really good counterpoint to the kind of explosive argument that they had in the diner in public, this nice, softer, subdued, more uh, kind conversation that they have in private. It was really, really well acted. Both of the actresses, I think, are doing an amazing job. Yeah. Um, But then we see Clark talking to Jordan about how he didn't get to play baseball, even though he really, really wanted to. Um, But this leads into him giving his permission to Jordan to play football, Again, kind of a surprising decision, and with the things we've covered before, it it does seem a little irresponsible because Jordan does have powers, albeit weak ones. He still does have powers and obviously is capable of doing some damage to people. Um, but he says he's allowed to play football on one condition. Uh, and then the extended cut that we get is Clark asking the coach if he can be an assistant coach, which this wasn't necessary at all, but it was hilarious. I, I really <laughs> liked this. This scene, this brief little scene.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I like the the jump cut in the broadcast version. Yeah. To just seeing that he's in a coach, but I did like seeing the scene on the extended. So it's something we'll have to deal with going forward. But uh, I think that was really good. He could not, because Clark, think like, what experience does he have to be a football yeah. coach? Right. And then Lois says the magic that <laughs> any head football coach wants to
1: hear. He'll do it for free. Right. <laughs> he's like, why don't you just leave with that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I. Like I said, this football coach—he's not great, but he's funny. (laughs) No, yeah, I I do like him. I do question (laughs) some of his coaching techniques. So yeah, Clark's the assistant coach, which so he can be around, and I don't know what he's going to do. You know, it's anything that's going to happen, it will probably be too late by the time it's happened if Jordan hurts somebody really bad. But at least he'll be there to to help in whatever way he can. Yeah, it's um, I'm curious how that goes forward. And I, I love these little dorky dad moments where he's like, coach, give me a jacket and I bought a hat. So (laughs) he had to pay, like he's lost money on this. (laughs) Yeah. Uh,
0: The life of a volunteer coach. Yeah. He, uh, so good with these little scenes, the earnestness with the chili cheese fries. Yeah. Earlier, um, being concerned with the cooler, how heavy it is, how heavy (laughs) he makes it look like it is. Uh, he's great at all those
1: scenes and I like seeing them. Yeah. Uh, And so then the only thing left is the stinger, the end of the episode, whatever you want to call it. So we see Subject 11, he's driving down the road. I think he asks, how is Lar going to handle it? Um, And then we see Leslie, Leslie Lar, Edge's assistant, uh, is standing in the middle of the road. Somehow she knows where he's going to be. So he stops and she uses heat vision to kill him. Straight through the window. What do you think just happened (laughs) and why? (laughs) Um... Are we thinking Kryptonian? Yeah. I mean, that I, I don't know a lot of people who are not Kryptonian that have heat vision. Cyclops. I don't know a lot of DC Dude, people. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Um, yeah. Uh,
0: that's what I think. So there is a Lesla Lar in the comics who is actually a Supergirl villain. Pretty obscure one back, I think, first introduced in the 60s. Um, so this name is obviously similar, so it makes you think that. I think they're going a different way here. But, yeah, I this scene was interesting, but I'm fascinated by what it means in the grander scheme in terms of what Morgan Edge is after, who he's got. He's got a lot of people working with him. You know, this is a cool thing, whether he's connected to something like Inner Gang or not, you see he's got all these people working for him that can pose a threat to everyone on the cast, including Superman.
1: And it goes back to the point that you raised earlier of a way to do quote-unquote freak of the week or villain of the week without having while connecting it it to the bigger story exactly so i i think that would be a good way to connect it um that they're all people that are working for for morgan edge again this I, i think i've said this at the end of all three episodes though i'll have to reserve judgment about what this means they keep setting up throwing off these kind of bombshells at the end that i don't really know how to take um exactly but uh this this one is more interesting to me i should say than maybe the first two were I'll absolutely agree with that, um, but I haven't I haven't loved the Captain Luther stuff so far
0: and didn't miss him. Uh, they've done some cool stuff with that, but I think I, I really, I don't know, I, I thought this was really fascinating because I'm much more interested in the Morgan Edge stuff so far. Maybe that'll change, but so far I'm
1: loved. Yeah, but yeah, overall, this, I mean, this episode, like I said, this is my favorite one so far. The, the moments where John is looking out for his brother, seeing Lois being uh, a really great reporter and spending a lot of time with her, and then just the the little dad moments with Clark, but also the the amazing fight that he has. Uh these are just some really, really great stuff in this episode.
0: I, I completely agree with you. Um fantastic from from start to finish. All right, well that is it um for this episode. We will be getting into some news after this, so if you don't want to be spoiled or anything like that, then now's your time to jump off. Thanks for listening. Uh we'd appreciate a review wherever you listen, uh and helps the show grow and everything. But as for the news, David Ramsey is going to be directing Episode 7. David Ramsey, a.k.a. John Diggle on Arrow. Uh, he's directed some Arrow in the past. So we knew he was going to do one. Looks like that's the one he's doing. We know he's going to show up at some point, too. I don't know if it'll be that episode or what.
1: Yeah, I don't know if it makes more sense to have him in the episode that he's directing or less sense. Uh, but either way, uh, I'm, I'm really interested to see what what he has up his sleeve. He's done quite a few other episodes already, right, as a director? He did a
0: couple for Arrow, and he's doing yeah. I don't know the exact order, but he's doing five shows um, in the universe this year. And I think this might be second or third, or I don't know exactly where it is in the order, but yeah, he's done quite a bit of directing. And I'm just, I don't know what he's there for. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know what, um, if
1: it's a big threat or if he's just stopping in to say hi or, or what's going on. Yeah. So we'll, we'll have to see. And that will be after the breaks. Because uh, a reminder that's taking a break after episode five. So then this is episode seven. Uh, so we'll find out. June. Yep.
0: <laughs> no, late May. Uh, yeah, and that might be the first real solid connection to the other shows. Yeah, probably. Show up. Uh, next episode for Haywire. The little preview for this. Any thoughts?
1: Uh, we get to see Jordan wanting to be in action. I, I wondered when that was going to happen after we found out that one of the boys has powers, how long it would be before uh, one of them wants to help Clark out on whatever adventure is going on, and it seems like we're going to get that
0: uh the name haywire makes me think something poor is going to happen something bad sam lane's bad uh as he is and it looks like i think we're getting maybe Kilgrave. we knew professor Kilgrave was going to show up i think that's it we did a really quick shot i had to slow it down to look at it but um that could be another cool villain for for the show all right well that's all we have thanks for listening we'll be back soon